Charge podcast by me, Ed Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Chiang Mai. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Depth Charge. Hello. And that's Paul, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's good to be back again. Uh, yes. Last episode, we had Midnight Johnson with us. Yeah, we we're gonna have to do more de- more guests oh, yeah. because that was great. That was good. I, I enjoyed it. And if you haven't listened to that episode, y'all gotta check that out. It was it's pretty fun, for sure. Yeah. So there's not much to update, is it? Um. Well, depends. Depends. It depends how you think. Uh, what needs to be updated? Mm. Mm. Well, it's kind of like a, a weekly. Summarize. I don't know when when you guys are hearing this, but uh, at uh, now, I mean, there there was a recent case of COVID just uh, happened in in Bangkok and Rayong. Oh, yeah. So that's a that's a fuck up incident with the the government and shit like that. You can't. I mean, okay, listen. <laughs> I, I'm. Th- I can't believe that I have to sit in our own podcast and defend the Thai government, but <laughs> like you know, they they can be criticized for uh, other stuff, right. but I don't really see how they can be criticized for the fucking COVID thing because they've like there's almost no country in the whole world that's done any better. I mean, uh, well, I mean, from 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 the incident, depends on, depends on them. No, from the incident, it could be avoided. I, I got you, but that happened in New Zealand, right? Minister had to be fi- uh, he had to resign. Remember, because they let the yeah, but they didn't. Nobody resigned here. <laughs> I got, I got you. That's a that's a difference. That's a notable, <laughs> that's a, that's a notable that's difference. A, a notable difference. <laughs> it's not that I'm pro this and pro that. I'm, I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just straightening out the facts that some of the things can be avoided. You know, <laughs> some of the things in our lives could be avoided, and some uh, we have to face it uh, head on. Which we're about to do now with the uh, this episode. So what's going on, Paul? Well, what's going on? Well, I'm glad to be here. I've uh, been kind of uh, looking forward to it. Kind of. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't had a have a, haven't had a good week. I've been kind of confused with myself, and uh, um, mm-hmm. but you know that's that's normal. Uh, yeah, it's okay to be confused. Yeah. I mean, you wake up and you're wondering. You know, sometimes you just wonder. Like, does that oh. Netflix thing isn't it? It's okay to not be okay. I think it's a Korean series. <laughs> I haven't right, but it's definitely right, okay right. to be confused as well. <laughs> oh, definitely, days and confused. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talking about uh, names of songs and albums. So, is that the thing we're going to talk about today? I think it is. Um, well, because it's. Uh, I wish I'd written them down, like in the moment, but um, like throughout the certain the certain numbers that we can't help noticing, right? Like, for example, uh, I, there must be something. There must be some psychological trick behind it, whatever it is. But you know, we talked about this in a previous episode. Jay Z has this album four forty four, and of all the numbers related to time, that, that's been the number. Like I'm. I look at my phone because I'm awake. Usually, I'm usually awake right, at four forty-four right. a.m. Oh, but okay. the number of times I look at my phone and it's four forty-four is just uh, ridiculous. Mm. Well, um, anyways, it, I heard it depend on 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 the life cycle of that person. You know, some it's, it has to do with maybe astrology and all that shit too. For me, it's usually uh, one 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 one. Mm. 
<laughs> it's either three digits or four digits. Anyway, I've, I've fucking forgotten the question that you just asked me. Oh, uh, it's about, you know, the, the, the album. Oh, yeah. Well, right. So that's another thing that I've always noticed. I, like, I've often listened to an album and looked at when it was released. And it's been 1975, the year of my birth. I thought, shit, that's, there were some great 19, albums. What? 1975. Oh, okay. There were some great albums released in that year. Not, a, not many of my favorite jazz albums, but some great al- albums nevertheless. Well, it was the, you know, the rock era, you know. Mm. Well, it's it's like the, the I think it's the golden age of of classic rock. I would say. Um, <coughs> I guess yeah. it's raining a lot. Sorry, guys. Yeah, my throat will sound like I, it had been deepened. <laughs> so, so I was thinking that maybe we could um, talk about just in really loose terms, not not no analysis of albums and songs and blah 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 unless you want to i mean there's no rules but just um you know it's just a way to talk about some music from the past sure, why not i mean i love to talk about music especially uh songs that or album that influenced me throughout the years uh we the other choice that we had like which i guess we'll do at some point for the podcast today was to talk about um mm. t- musical terms um, like the basic the basic terminology of music mm. so I was wondering like maybe we can ask and uh, whoever's listening our friends whatever you know among them will be some musicians and some non-musicians right. but like would you like to hear me and LJ talk about the basic terminology of music like you know rhythm beat notes tones interval harmony chord scale mm. from not from the point of view of like a music lesson but from the point of view of you know what it means how a, how a musician like thinks about it philosophically or otherwise you know what, mm, you know what i mean yes like do you, like for example do you personally find that an interesting topic i can make it interesting yeah. <laughs> that means no <laughs> but whatever you whatever dumb idea you throw at me paul i yeah, can I, probably make yeah. it interesting <laughs> yes okay well we got one no out. it we is interesting i mean i mean i mean i know it's interesting like in the, in the sense of like it's rhythm you know i mean you can talk about anything about the music there's so many terms in music that people don't really know and maybe you can only pay like a f- certain fee to study a, a music appreciation and then you would get a glimpse of what music terminology uh, is mm. I suppose, uh, yeah I kind of really wanted to think about it more philosophically than that oh, sure, like, for, sure. Like, like for example um, you know what does it what does it mean what does like what does the tone of an instrument mean so you could think like, do people think about this kind of thing? So, for example, you hit, would hear something with a very pure tone. Let's say like um, something like a uh, a tuning fork kind of tone or a xylophone. Something with a, uh, you know, if you recorded that with some uh, sort of uh, technology, you would mm-hmm. see a sort of sine wave, a very smooth wave. And then the up op- at the opposite end, you would have something like the human voice mm-hmm. or a saxophone. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at that waveform, it would be very very messy. And what do, what does it mean? Actually, human human voice is is actually the most complicated uh, right. signs of w- waves. Saxophone, you can still see like a certain uh, essential hertz that is in each note. Right. Like if you if you play a sine wave uh, through each of the uh, piano per se. 
yeah uh well not piano i mean like keyboard or synth yeah it would be really particular right? right yeah but with piano like each key has three strings yeah so there's overtones that resonates in it right so it has well uh, and the saxophone has loads of overtones oh, yeah, going definitely. on all the time yeah, and yeah. other instruments but it does have well. essential but for music <clears throat> for for voice right it's really interesting right like you have a like essential hearse that people will hear you but then you will have like a lower register that also comes with it mm-hmm. so when when you see it in in like they call it like um waves analysis you can see the sound waves uh, on which hers is trickling right so usually like other instrument it would have like a really essential hers like you if you play like a high c or something it's right there but with a with a, if a human voice singing a high c it's still going to bring something in the in, in the low end coming in all right Yeah. Okay, so there you go. That's an advert for our next yeah, podcast definitely. episode or some future yeah. podcast episode. Yeah, if you want to hear more of that kind of shit, let yes. us know. If, yes. if not, if not, say please, no more of that. Yeah, no more of that. We're gonna give it to you know. anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's our riotous uh, creative uh, free uh, line of freedom of creativity. What am I trying to say? Never mind. That's, that's what you're trying to say. Freedom, creativity, <laughs> cavity. <laughs> cavity. Search. <laughs> Search. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited with the, the, uh, the topic that you uh, suggest. Okay. Well, um, where, where did I... I saw the yeah. It's I've always noticed this for like years and years. It, when whenever um, album came up uh, that was from my year of birth, it's always interested me. Part, partly because you know, uh, as we've mentioned in a previous podcast, peop, great musicians like John Coltrane have said, um, you know, that their music is a reflection of everything that's going on in the world right there and then. Right. Absolutely everything. So, in some sense, the the music like for me, these albums, this music that was from the time of my birth mm. that means that's the state of the world that i was born into that's right. a, these, these right. are like a artist's expression of the state of the world at mm. the time right and that's meaningful so i could like say wow i was born into that feeling that right. mood right. that energy you know right. what i mean that's yeah. so that's interesting to yes. think about mm. so the first uh well the first album i have on my list is um blood on the tracks mm. from you Dylan. told me about that It's I didn't know it was on your birthday. That's that's new to me. Well, birth year, yeah, yeah, birthday. Right. Well, I think yeah. it was recorded late '74, released '75, and we've sort of agreed between us that um, mm. uh, I think it's released January '75. Mm. I was born towards the end of the year, but right. anyway, we we like we've given ourselves some liberty to choose either the recording year or the release year. Right. Um, mm. This album is like, in any case, considered to be one of Dylan's best, but in my like view. I don't love the whole album, whereas mm. there are some Dylan albums, like for example, Highway 61 revisited that I love the whole album, and then his latest album, Rough mm. and Rowdy Ways. I actually love the whole album. I think it's one of his greatest mm. albums, mm. It's ju- and he's just released it uh, this year. But mm. this this um, album for me has three just uh, mind blowing songs, right. and probably if I had <laughs> if I had to pick. An album that I shed uh, the most tears over. Wow. This would be this would be the album. 
because mm. you've got this this was the album that he produced at, right at the time of his divorce just after his oh, divorce yeah, yeah, right, right. <clears throat> and it's got these um songs which are just like staggering towers of genius mm. tangled he's tangled up in blue simple twist of fate and shelter from the storm mm. and i dare anybody to listen to those songs and not be moved by mm. by the lyrics yeah just the absolute genius of the interwoven mm. ideas it's I just know what a, you mean man. it's just staggering to me and and the music i love as well mm. um but bob dylan is an artist is unusual so like he's one of those people that uh, some people will say yeah I don't like Dylan. Oh, uh, I, I don't have much time to. I don't have much time for people. Who say, no, that's not true. I, I know I've got wait. some good friends that say I don't like Dylan, but still, I'll, I'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like Dylan. I mean, it's just like let's let's just lay it where it is. You know, I mean, Dylan is a great lyricist, lyricist, yeah, uh, writer. You know, uh, poem. <clears throat> He's not a good musician. He's um, not. He's I've not. Got, got he's you. not a I, good I, musician. I, I know what you're saying. He's not a good musician. Compare with 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 people, uh, especially now. He's he's not. But he's he's true, mm. and that's that's can't be undervalued. He is true to himself, and that's why he inspires so many people, like Jimi Hendrix, to pick up guitar and like fuck it. I don't need to sing like Little Richard. Mm. You know, I just need to sing like me. Right. So that's Dylan for you. Well, the, the other thing about Dylan is like, you know, if you, you could listen to a lot of his songs and assume mm. that he can't sing. But uh, if you listen to enough Dylan songs, you have to come to the conclusion that he's deliberately choosing to not sing in key and in pitch some of the time. Because, for example, even on Blood on the Tracks, there's a blues song on that album. True, and he sings, it, true, like a, he sings it like a singer, perfectly. Yeah. With a, like he's in a higher register than he normally sings. True, he doesn't sing flat true. at all. Uh, and then there are other yeah, beautiful yeah but that singer I'm not saying he's a musician uh, okay I, I've got you but like he, he basically I'm just trying to say that he deliberately his delivery and everything was very deliberate in that sense and mm. then and then okay on the musicianship thing there are some songs on which he's doing it might be not it might not be like you know virtuosic virtuoso virtuosic but he's doing some things on the guitar that are very interesting sometimes oh sure i mean like i said i mean he's just true to himself mm. i mean make no mistake about it i mean he's one of the most inspirational uh in, inspirational uh music figures in in the modern uh, in the, in the 20th century you know mm. i mean you can't take that away from him yeah you know but Everybody would have his say. I mean, he's not a he's he's not the greatest guitarist. Let's just put, no, no, put it that way. <laughs> let's just let's just put it that way. And no. there's there is no such thing as the greatest guitarist anyway. Yeah, you know. But but he's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's not on the discussion. Nobody's gonna he's put him in the discussion. Yeah, he's not gonna yeah. put like oh top <laughs> like what Rolling Stone one hundred most uh, uh, greatest guitars of all time. He's he's not one of them. But he <laughs> is the only musician that I think I'm aware of to have won the Nobel Prize for Literature for his lyrics. Yeah, for his lyrics. Yes, yes. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And, well, I mean. And like I said, I mean, he, he's just, he's a great poet. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, I, I mean... There's, there's something about his use of language, which is 
Uh, I mean, look I at like re- time. The, times they are changing. I mean, if you take that into a English grammar, it's totally fucked up. But it's just he invented a new, new way of, of describing things in time. Right. People use it. Yeah. People just use that phrase. Times are changing, my friend. You know, it's just it's just you know something that will fuck up many Asian. It's, yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the 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 yeah the language in sort of that, for, for example, just t- take tangled up in blue and uh, simple twist of fate, and it's the the compression of s- different ideas and like worlds of ideas that he fits mm. into such right. a small space so beautifully. It's right, really incredible. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so there, there you go. There's my first album from my year of birth mm. that really uh, changed my life. Blood mm. on the tracks, Bob Dylan. Well, if we're picking years, uh, I have to go with definitely Joshua Tree by U2, even though it was released in the 87, but it was recorded uh, right at the beginning of the uh, uh, 86 mm-hmm. onwards until it was released. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. So you're, you're 11 years younger than me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Well... Well, I feel like I'm older than you, Paul. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so tell me about Joshua Tree. Well, Joshua Tree, when I first heard it, it was just life-changing like every guitarist would be. I mean, I remember when, I think Dylan, Dylan heard, heard the, uh, the album, you know? And um, Dylan told the guys, like, nobody's going to cover your songs. <laughs> really yeah it's just it's just hard oh. you know it's just like i mean yeah has, any, a, has anybody since covered the song yeah they try but it's, it's, not, it's, good. it's not yeah it's hard man i mean it's it's really hard it's really because the way that that album changed the, the shape what you two has become you know with uh with the beginning of this of the album you know uh I have, you know, I have, well, what was, uh, shit, I forgot, I was talking too much. Yeah, I mean, like, the first track is, like, Where the Street Has No Names. Mm. You know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for with or without you. I mean, the classic U2 hits, like, is is that album that, like, changed, uh, you know, it's a breakthrough. Yeah, when I was a teenager, that that album, the songs from the album were probably on the radio more than any other album yeah maybe. it's just Cause I would, because yeah. because i think it was like i think it was like the uh the techniques and the uh recording approach from brian eno and uh that actually make people realize how how good producer of uh, brian eno is to mm-hmm. to really shape the sound of like uh you know like a really what like a punk rock band from from I, from Dublin, you know? I mean, you right. if you heard like uh, the album first album and you uh, two, and you listen to Joshua Tree, you see like wow, total transformation, total transformation. Brian Eno's interesting. Remember, I was telling you the other day about the physicist mm. Stefan Alexander, who's also a right. uh, jazz saxophonist. Right. But he he was hanging out with Brian Eno in London, and oh. Brian Eno is really into the physics. Oh, oh yeah, as you would definitely. imagine, like the physics Lovely. and mathematics of music, and yeah, he'd, I'm not surprised. He, he'd run experiments that surprised even you know quantum physicists. Mm. 
Mm. I'm not surprised. I mean, he he tends to be like that. I mean, I I I see some of his um, videos and the the approach that he does. It's just like another way. He's just like another hand simmer, but. I mean, they. I think they're both in the same era, but they have that like driven, driven's uh, '80s approach to like music. You know, just like trying to search for sound, keep like, you know, mm-hmm. once the synth was in, was invented, like scientists of music, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, because I mean, the, everybody was tired. Everybody was tired of like gram rock and all those like hard rock and all those like raw shit all the time, and everybody's just like. They they are in search for a new sound, like mm. because rock wasn't was a new thing, right? Rock, like like the Kings, like accidentally make a distortion RDM. Yep, you know, just like oh, oh, what's this sound? <laughs> it's just like the amp burst, you know. It's just like it was um, <clears throat> it was just like distorted. Yeah, so that's how it now. They was in search for like a way of a new sound, so synth was invented, and that's how it started about all this like new search for sound that can be kind of like cosmetic, uh, co- con, cosmic, know, co- cosmic. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's just like wow, is there something else out there that you know we can yeah, fuck yeah, it up yeah. or we can really ex- expand our, our our broaden our vision and shit like that it was yeah. interesting and these guys are great man I mean they, they they really test things out and you know Joshua Tree really really like I think it started like an urban legend and how it came about like the sound wise of of uh, the edge do, does it? I mean, does it have anything to? What does it have to do with the place, Joshua Tree? They must have been. There oh, they've been in America. They 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 went to uh, America to to search for inspiration for a new album, and they came, you know, come upon this tree in in Joshua. Well, because Joey, you know, our friend, mm-hmm. he lives there from time to time, yeah. and he said it's the most awe inspiring place. Oh, it that, is incre- the most incredible because energy. it was a it, yeah. I mean, because it was. It was, um, you know, where the natives used to live too, you know, and there's a lot of energy there mm. in uh, Yosemite, I think, in Yosemite Park and all the stuff too. It's near there. I mean, yeah. So, and I mean, they. I mean, if you hear the album, you can hear like a lot of inspiration from the 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 Delta Blues uh, roots of America in, in that album, which is which is so well well wellly done and. But you know that's that, that. Beyond that is is what shaped the uh, the the image of the um, the modern music was the guitar sound from the Edge. If you if you listen to it like from the first, you hear like this uh, delay ping pong going on, mm. and everybody just like try to mimic that shit forever. Now it's easier to get that, but back then it's so hard, man. You right. got to use like he used like at least eight amps, right? Eight wow. amps, uh, and all mic, the Emma mic, but the delay only goes into like two main amp, and it just feed off of each other, you know. Yep. Well, if, well, he started with two amps first, but the thing is. The eight M is for the, the the live thing, but it's all feed, right? So the thing is, he will put like 
uh, a certain uh, distance of amps, two amps together, but then you have two microphones. But the other one kind of like uh, lean the amp, the sound of the delay goes into the other mic. Right. Right. So they so, had to like do it physically, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah, instead, yeah. So instead it's, of like, it's very, it's very yeah. calculated. Nowadays, you can do all that stuff digitally. And, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, know. I can be like the edge in, in, a, <laughs> in a click. <laughs> and some, some people try to, you know, still think like, you know, how did LJ create that sound? Oh, you just, you know, I, I copied the edge. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, no, but I mean, you can't really be the edge. I mean, you just, okay. you got to be influenced by it. I mean, who can't be influenced by it? I mean, it's so, I mean, just playing one note, and it's, it sounds like you're playing like a dozen. The, the, like, this is interesting, like, to me, I've, because, I think because I was, um, but I heard this album when I was a teenager, I heard all the songs from it, they were incredibly, like, popular, all, all, played overplayed songs when i was like, mm. you know whatever it was like 13 14 15 yeah i mean uh you know would have come out when i was 11 but they were playing it for years on the radio right. but um i never seriously listened to this album mm. i have never seriously listened to it so in other words like i haven't listened to any of this yeah. stuff that you're talking about yeah well same because, yeah, because same, i was into other music you know i was into like other music and listening to other music seriously sure, and this sure. was I recognize them as great b- songs, but I didn't properly listen. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's funny that that happens to us, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't into you 2 until like maybe like, oh, fuck. Can we use seven years ago? Mm. Like, I mean, if they came to Thailand seven years, ten years ago, I wouldn't. You I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have cared. I mean, mm. I mean, because I, I didn't, I didn't care because I grew up. With you two, when when they were going downhill, like they were trying, I got you. You know, it wasn't it wasn't inspiring. You know, it just sounds like, you know, like like old has been. You know, it's just it's just well, which they admit. I mean, they they, they, they there were <laughs> yeah. a point in their life that were like, you know, they they want to get back and reclaiming, you know, to be one of the best band in the world, which mm. they they were. You know, yeah. I mean, and now. I have to say they are definitely, definitely, if not one of the best bands in the world that are touring. If you go to a U2 concert now, you won't see anything like it in your life. It's so inspiring, man. I mean, each concert is just over the top. Like, make... Mick Jagger went to one of his recent uh, YouTube shit and he was like, oh, this is just crazy. This is just like Star Wars shit. <laughs> you know, it's just like, no, this is mm. this is not a concert, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like all this like interaction with the LCD uh, stage floating, like the edge going to the fucking screens and it's just crazy, man. I, I can only have this view in ignorance not having ever been to a concert like that but kind of, I'm, I'm also kind of not interested in it oh man i know what you're saying but if you have been to one of the concerts it changed your life man these Mm. things what that's why it sells i mean i went to guns and roses concert that's that fucking changed my life and that is like maybe only a quarter to what you two is doing yeah, well, I've heard this kind of st- people say, "Oh, yeah, you got to go and see this movie in 3D." And whenever I did, I fucking hated it and had to go back know, and man. watch it in 2D. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, 
after seeing a lot of things on YouTube about YouTube like new invention of all the of concert all the time, I mean it's just inspiring to at the if I have a chance I would go there. But the thing is, like the recent tour that they did was the Joshua Tree tour. It was like maybe like uh what, twenty five years. Oh, oh, like years? an anniversary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was eighty. Well, it's eighty five. Eighty six. Eighty six. It's it's more than that. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah. it's like 30, so, 35 yeah. years. I yeah, guess, 35, yeah, yeah, something like that. Thirty five years. Yeah, and they just did a tour, and they came to Singapore, and it's not like that kind of over the top YouTube thing, but mm. it was beautiful. Like the whole fucking stage was LC, you know, LED and shit. But it's not like fluid. <laughs> the one before, like the reason album, they, I think it was Sound of Experience shit, they was giving free on iTunes and got backlash for so so bad. <laughs> but the concert was phenomenal, man. I mean, I watch it. It's, it's, it's great. You just reminded me of this uh, film that's on Netflix right now, Eurovision, which I mm. thought was going to be really bad, but I watched it and it's actually kind of sweet and nice. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't like all Will Ferrell films. Sometimes Will Ferrell they're right. great. Sometimes I haven't I, seen it, but I, I know it would be. It's actually so. It's actually one of his better films. Easily <laughs> one of his better films. It's, yeah, I really, I really liked it. Yeah, have you uh, seen him uh, uh, act drama and shit? What, what What do you mean, Will Ferrell in in dramas uh, movies? No. Oh, yeah, well, you, you should. You mean non comedies? Yeah, non yeah, yeah. Um I don't think so. I don't, I'm not sure. You it's pretty rare, so. but he 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 did he did it well, like Adam Sandler, Punch Drunk Love. Uh, well, but um, the latest the latest one, the oh, uh, Uncut Gem, Uncut Gem. That's fun. That's incredible. Fun. I haven't seen it. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I need I need time for that. That's like three hours and shit. Um, is it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. It's such a great film. Yeah. It's an outstanding film. Yeah, and um, he's great, and he's great in it. Yeah, I mean, it, Be- it, better even than in Punch Drunk Love, I think. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it should be. I mean, it should be. I mean, it's more budget. Yeah, no, it's the, great. the story is is more intense. Well, it's it's well, it's a high budget film. Maybe it is. Of, it is. Well, what are the directors' names? At Something Brothers. Are they? Uh, fuck, I forgot. The uh, the 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 met, uh, I think it's the Ma- uh, the Matrix Brothers. It's not. It's not. No. The they made a film called The Good the Time, Wild- which I've seen, which is also great. Okay, I uh, thought it was the um, the Matrix Brothers. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, yeah. Oh well, while you're searching, yeah. hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Dev Charge podcast with Bane and Sugars. <laughs> From live from Chiang Mai. <laughs> Adam told me about this film. Oh, shit. Sure. Um, uh, okay, I think I've uh, Safti. Yeah, Josh and Benny Safti. <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell at all. Yeah. Well, so no. Anyway, you were wrong though, because the budget of this film is only nineteen million dollars. Wow, that That's is low. That's nothing. That is. That is it's probably, totally low. It's probably it was just re- it was released just after one set of Oscars, so I would have to imagine it will be an Oscar contender for the next set. But it was great. What film. and Jam? No, and Cut Jam was like wasn't wasn't there a talk about not being nominated from uh, for the previous I like th- Oscar? Really, I thought it was released too late, but I could be wrong. No, I mean I think I think Adam got a golden glove for it, but he wasn't even. I don't know. They they what? wanted. I don't know. I, want, how. I wanted. They, I think they wanted him for to one the uh, the the best director or shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. There's there there there's things like talking 
in the news. I don't know. It's, it's not important. Back to the music topic. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, for me, I think you know, like Joshua Tree was was just all inspiring with the the way they write music, and yeah, it's just great. And you know, like there was this. Uh, I think there was this documentary, like uh, where's Jimmy Page, the age. And uh, oh god, don't do this to me now. Jack White right. from the White Stripes, yeah, was was doing like experiment. Like, I mean, these three were considered to be like you know those like three pioneers of different sounding in in the each of the eras. Mm. You know, yeah. So that's it. Might get loud. That's the name of the documentary. You can check it out. So, right. is there any other album in that year? Yeah, well, I've got one. It's actually a strange one for me because normally I hate live albums. Ah, but, yeah, you do. But um, Bob Marley and the Whalers, live. Really? Yeah. Uh, at the Lyceum in London, 1975. I, yeah, I heard that album. It's, uh, well, first, first of all, Bob Marley is, uh, I've always loved Bob Marley and I think it's because... Well, I don't know, like, I don't know why. I mean, I like reggae anyway. And mm. I still like reggae. Now, you know, like, uh, for example, when uh, Chow, whenever Chow is, like, playing yeah, something reggae, right. that's, like, my brain, part of me wakes up and I want to just, like, jam and get in there somehow. Yeah, that's reggae for you. <laughs> uh, or, you know, Scott, this kind, this kind mm. of music, Caribbean mm. music. But anyway, Bob Marley, the, again, is someone whose lyrics always spoke to me, even as a kid. And I think it just must be because my brain is designed... Mm. By the code, you know, to want to receive this kind of content. Like right. he's he's telling a history, he's telling a story, he's talking philosophy, he's talking Rastafari, mm. and it's right. something that, you know, normally lyrics of songs are just throwaway for me. Unless it's someone like Dylan or someone like mm. telling a story, telling something either poetry or something meaningful. Right. I the lyrics just don't catch the attention of my brain at all. Mm. But Bob Marley is someone that always did. This album, though, why? Like normally, I don't like live albums mainly just because they sound so bad to me. And what there's something about <laughs> I, this I get album. You, I get there's you. something this about this album. Maybe it's the Jamaican sound system, guys. There's it's like 1975, and there's just and there's bass in it, which is for for a live recorded album from 1975. If I listen to anything else, like most especially any rock albums recorded oh, yeah, from yeah. back then, I just, I can't stand it. It sounds like they've been through some sort of nasty mm. music processing for, or something. I don't know what it, not... No, it's just, it's just the honesty of, of what they're playing. I, I got you. What, what, are you talking about Bob Marley now or the others? No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about the others. Like the, oh. the you know, when you live recording album back then, you can't like, you know, hide the mistakes. I got you. You know, it's not like the today live album where you get to go into the studio and punch in shit and fix this and that, you know. <laughs> and so, okay, so you have this live album and the sound of it is great, but also the sound of the atmosphere. Mm. It's I don't know that auditorium, the Lyceum how it works, but yeah, you can hear it be. sounds like a party and it doesn't sound yeah. like a you, you get the energy incredibly positive, like yeah. energy yeah. that's coming through, and the crowd noise mm. doesn't hurt the music. 
like the music has got like enough strength to power over it it mm. just wow i i love that album so much um mm. yeah incredible oh shit this is funny <laughs> what <laughs> talking about I'm, i'm 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 looking at the album that you're talking about and i know mean, i'm looking at the 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 for the album that you know for my my birth year and i came across this album uh ram brand pussy horse it's a oh, studio album by butthole surfers oh man we should have been had this last week yeah and i mean and <laughs> the reason i know of butthole With surfers midnight. was because of midnight johnson <laughs> obviously uh for most of the world Bob Marley and the Whalers have just like been too overplayed mm. but I, I don't care I just love their, their I love oh, the music talk, I yeah, love the lyrics talking about that album is great uh, man yeah. I mean I mean I think the most like listened to uh, music by by Bob Marley was usually live I mean he just it's just so there mm. You know, and he, it's like he's not just like spreading the love there, but he's just like he knows that his music is gonna go more beyond the person there. Yeah, right, right, right. So the energy just like just goes through everywhere. K kind of like Fela as well, Fela Kuti on stage as well. Right, he's got right. that kind of energy. Yeah, he's talking. Yeah. He's sending the message to his yeah. audience. Get bringing people in. Yeah. yeah, I I get that. You know, because I'm trying to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think it's something that I want to be inspired, aspire to be. It's like, I mean, people always like think like, oh, you should have like lots of people and shit like that and come to your concert. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I feel like if there's one truly one genuine person that are listening to my music, listening to the message, and it's about love and kindness and a heartbreak, empathy and compassion, and that person could change the world. Mm. I can, I can let that person change and make this world a better place through that person, and that person can go. You know, it's like COVID. It's, it's <laughs> contagious. Yeah, you know, it should be. You know, mm. yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, good, uh, good contagion. That's a good. Yeah, uh, could be an album name. <laughs> good contagion. Yeah. Uh, good Caucasian. <laughs> uh, It's the dude, the big Lebowski's drink, yeah, sure. Yeah, white Russian. Oh man, I got in. You know, I start drinking white Russian because of the dude. I had a go at them, but it's it's definitely not my drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I kind of like it. It was like done well. I feel like people doesn't do it well, even though it's easy. It's not done well. Mm. You know, it's like. Like maybe in Thailand because there's no cream, like they don't really have cream around the the bar. Yeah, right. You know, like you, you know, you just gotta have a little bit of cream in there, you know, and make it half and half or something. Uh -huh. Or you can go full throttle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you probably could get creative with the cream. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> You know me. I do. <laughs> Don't let me near that shit. <laughs> All right. You found any other albums from your year of birth? Yeah, Master Puppet. What's that? Master Puppet. Master of Puppet or Master Puppet? I think Master Puppet. Who's that by? Uh, hold on. Well, it's by Metalli um, Metallica. But uh, let me get the let me get the uh, the name right. Yeah, Master of Puppets. 
Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Master. <laughs> it's, a polit- it's political. Uh, sounds political. Um. Yeah. I mean, they are, aren't they? I mean, they are a little bit, but it's more like a social aggression. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we can all relate some point in our lives. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know seeing Metallica still touring now is something that you know like man these guys are were born for this you know it's just great it's just like get there and you know go to Mexico and you see like it's live concert and just like James Hembert just like man owning it owning the stadium you know I study these these people you know how how to be chari- charismatic and how to have like a certain honesty and, and true. Do you, you think it like it? Uh, that's an interesting question. Like, do you, you know, when you think about the great performers from the past, mm. James Brown, Little Richard, uh, pe- just different people in different ways who were like amazing on stage. Uh, uh, do you think they all had to study, or were there just some people that had it coming they, out of them? They, they, they all had to study. I mean, if they if they tell you otherwise, they're lying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who, where else would you study these things? Of course, like before them, they have like preachers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have others people that you know because they want attention <clears throat> and words and you know acts of your bodies and body language and and that persona is something that you need to establish because I mean make no mistake about it you know this is an entertainment world mm. music is yeah. is to be entertained uh, I, I guess okay I, d- I think I didn't put the question properly or, or at least I've thought about it a little bit more so do you think uh, there's some people maybe that um, study and have like watched people from concerts from their peers in the past or their the heroes idols and like learn that way or do you think that mm. there are some people who uh, like just learn from themselves so in other words they have the something in them and they you know maybe they kind of like perfect the craft of it just by watching themselves and, and improving sure, that, I, that way I think like Kurt but Kurt learned it from John Lennon mm. Kurt Cobain yep I mean, the way he is, he is him, but he he knows the importance of like how to own, you know, own the the stadium. No, Even, no Nirvana albums from '86. No, no, is that wrong? No, no, wrong no. no. Because uh, I remember, I no. I remember never uh, never mind was in '94. That's when I was uh, in too America. early, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That was a great album. But yeah, um, for me, I think you have to have an influence from somewhere nowadays with YouTube and stuff. People mimic things yeah, all the yeah. time, but you gotta you gotta perform. Mm-hmm. You the the problem with now is like you faking it. That's what like Metallica always like when they they start out as a trash trash uh, band, right? Trash metal band. Not trash band, <laughs> trash metal band. That's that's the style, everybody. Trash, not, trash or thrash? Trash, trash. Not thrash, right? It's not thrash. I don't know. Trash, trash. Like, I thought it was thrash. How would you spell it? T R A S H. T H R A S H. Oh, 
Ja, den er thrash. Thrash. Mm. Ja. Yeah. Okay. Det er fast. Ja. Ja. My fault. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Sometimes you miss, you know, miss put the H. <laughs> well, I, you know, I wasn't sure because I really like, although I do like a lot of uh, Metallica songs, I'm not like really uh, into. No, but that's what they say. Me- like they say bands. like, like they, they, they will call people like poster, you know, like, like meaning like you just post like you know you're not there to really play you just want there to be like uh you know mm-hmm. it's just fake you know but in all fairness i mean some some part of um you know music business um you know maybe 60 70% are fake anyway you just got to know like if you're going to be in that business you got to know like wh- where you want to stand you know what pie you want to eat and shit like that but at the same time when you thinking about like more philosophical side and more artistic and creative sides i mean you got to understand people come to hear you and you have like a responsibility to to make them you know worth their time they are spending their time to come and hear you you know these are things that i taught the kids today at Northgate that they have to value the people's time fuck their attitude you know mm. i mean you uh you you have to value their time if they're asshole well then you can deal with them later but but first and foremost is for you to get ready to like be able to perform at your your best i need i need that mm mm-hmm. And I always like when I play there. It's all, or if I play anywhere, it's always going to be my best. Mm. You know, even though it might not be hundred percent, but it will be my best. I got you. Yeah, you've you've yeah. found that like, you've unlocked that in yourself. It's not that you play equally well every time, but it's yeah. the best. You you're able to like give best. the best you can do on yeah. each time you play. Yeah, I have to. I mean, yeah, it's it's the least I can do. Mm. I think it's the least that anybody who has the chance to play music live can do for me like for me the key to that uh like and i'm talking now as someone who hasn't really discovered the way to do this but uh like whenever whenever it, whenever i'm able to give my best it's usually because i've been able to get out of my own way mm. like i feel that's the biggest block for a musician yeah i, I know that sounds like pretty philosophical and mystical somehow but it's uh, you know it's uh that It's it's really in the moment at least it's it's only yourself that gets in the way of being able to do that like the self in the Could in the be. you know the I can understand let's what say you're let's say yeah. self consciousness concerns yeah. the doubts this yeah, kind of sure. stuff all of this stuff <clears throat> all of this kind of stuff sure. the, the preparation is the other side of it yeah that, obviously that, that well you works. have to have you know you have to prep yourself it's like cooking you got to prep before you cook mm. otherwise you're gonna stumble you're gonna oh I forgot this I forgot that I forgot, you know at the end you you won't be able to make a good meal you make a meal but yeah, it's not the same can you tell me some of the songs that are on that metallica album see if i recognize any of them master of puppets <laughs> oh that's the name of the song yeah well One it's the, the album too and the the name of the song oh, okay and uh what else i didn't know the other ones yeah well that's the most like you know well the most yeah most uh uh yeah mm. most famous one okay 
Um, hmm. What else? Well, we can move on if you like. Sure. Um, my next album. I suppose if I had to pick an album that's on like my list of albums from like the year of my birth, that I thought was the most perfect album. That this next album might be it. Um, there's no place like America today hmm. by Curtis Mayfield. Hmm. Wow. Uh, this album is just. I love every. I love every song on the album. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they're all amazing albums. Yeah, oh well, you know. Uh, sorry, amazing songs. Yeah, um, Mayfield's. Curtis, yeah, Curtis yeah. Mayfield is just uh, genius. And, mm. um, and maybe like I don't I don't know if he's underrated, but he you know because he's I in hope that. Not. I don't think so. No, but he's he's un. Like among all the, um, you know how we we had a podcast at some time back, and we talked about how different styles of music either got simpler or more uh, complex over time. Mm. That so soul music was one of those like um, genres of music that started out more complicated and got simplified. I think that um, uh, Curtis Mayfield is the one that went against that as as much as anybody. Like his his music, he was a uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say, like, lyrically or in his playing. He was a little bit out there. He was a yeah. exceptionally creative person. Yeah, yeah. I think you can hear that for sure. Uh, yeah, it was just like well, at that time James Brown was still doing his thing too. I mean, and his stuff just has more harmony, and it's just like, but it's it's not as you know like in your face like James would you right. know, be. Yeah, it's not so fun. Uh, well, not, although Curtis Mayfield also has like some really famous funk, yeah, yeah, funk yeah. songs, you know, yeah, Superfly sure. or what, yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, but this album is not a particularly funk. It's, no. it's balladic. It's yeah. um, beautiful yeah, yeah, love beautiful. songs. Yeah. Um, I sent... Uh, I think that's where he soared the most because, I mean, he has such a beautiful voice in, the, in a way and like the music is just like, you know, so different from James Brown in the sense of like, in in the ballad sense, you know, like if you if you're talking about like a ballad song that that James Brown would had done would be you know like uh, it's a man's world or something like that, hmm. right? Yeah, and I couldn't think of any other. <laughs> There's uh, some, but I mean, no, there are others. There are others, but it's not the same as as you yeah. know, like when you talk about Curtis Mayfield, you you hear all this like medium tempos and yeah, it's just like a lot of harmonies going into it, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so so in love is uh, one of my favorite mm. love songs of all time. That's mm. for sure. It's just such a beautiful song. Um, hmm. Let me think. Uh, yeah, I guess Curtis Mayfield's one of my all-time faves. You know, talking about albums, it's like people don't talk about albums like any like that anymore, do they? Music's not released like I like. A, we talked about this a little bit before, yeah. but music is not getting released like that. A lot of music now is getting released. It's a as, shame. Uh, I think it's a shame. As they, you, they're calling them singles, but they're not really singles in the classic sense because mm. previously a single was something that was on an album right. and taken off an album. Right now, there's music being released as one song, yeah. and there's no album attached to it. Yeah, there's it's, no. It's not from an album. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> I think it's sad. Mm. 
I think it's sad because like how it shows like how society in some in some certain group of people are just like absorbing things like have a short term memories or short term concentration you know yeah it's just sad for me I feel I think like I grew up I still grew up with that era of like building an album then take a song out of it I, I think albums important like f- it is. for this like for, for one like one reason why albums are important is um, there are many songs that are for uh, even for fans even for fans of a musician would be quite inaccessible without being embedded in an album right, you know right. what I mean so you, some songs need to be led up to right you know you, you play they've got some right, some leading right. songs at the intro of the right, album right. and then you get into it and you end up you end up as a fan often loving those hidden songs yeah, in the album right, more right. yeah right like the but B-side you, kind but of they shit. would be hard to get on their own you know if you were well, to release that song just as a single definitely, definitely. It, it wouldn't go far definitely yeah so you can say that for albums for sure for sure mm. and the journey you know right yeah I mean it's just like it's depending on like how conceptual your album is I don't think people think of it as conceptual anymore you know that's how progressive rock like really soar like they they think of the album everything is like a piece of the puzzle if you look at like the who yeah. uh with tommy you know what the fuck was that that was like shit that is dark at first you, you hear it you know like being an asian boy you don't really understand the relic yet mm. you hear like gosh shit, good songs and then you you hear the whole album and you you know, it's about a, a boy getting molested by his uncle. <laughs> I haven't ever oh, probably listened God, to that, it's, those lyrics. Yeah. My God, man, it's powerful. I would suggest people to go back and listen to uh, Tommy, man, The Who. Cool, mm. man. People they have this, like, a person perceptive of, like, The Who being, like, that that rock band that is, like, punk rock in a way, you know? Like, blowing up stages and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying things, but... It it just like the the art of like creating a concept album. Yeah, it's like they they're right up there with Pink Floyd, man. Uh, well, going back to, for a second to "There's No Place Like America Today," several of the songs on there are um, they're to live. They're a little bit like uh, St- Stevie Wonder's done something similar, mm, but mm. there's several songs on there have this really strong political message. But oh, they're definitely. delivered. They're delivered still with. Like that love compassion element that Curtis right. had so much of, you know, it's uh, there's, it's not um, he hasn't delivered it aggressively. It's, mm. it's very strong. The words are like so strong. Right. This is corrupt, and you know, sure. uh, people are abandoned, and uh, sure. But it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's funny how we have to hide like p- political statements in our songs now. You know. Now or always, you mean? Yeah, uh, now, especially now. Especially now. I mean, you can say it, but like for, I think for Thai people, it's like, it's hard to really like, in America, it's easier with raps and shit like that. But mm-hmm. in Thailand, you, you do, if you want to talk, uh, I mean, you, you want to create like a song that is, is like political, you got to make it into like a more subtle ways, which is kind of an art in a way. 
you right. know you you make it into a love song but it's actually about like a guy's trying to fuck you up you know well in america they had the they had similar things as well like for example especially around drugs so like right, artists right. have been writing about drug use for like decades and yeah. they nowadays they probably don't even have to hide it anymore but they used to yeah right right they used to like have all this language well yeah. think about just the the title of blood on the tracks <laughs> yeah yeah Right, but on the tracks, like you, just the title of that album can be taken so many different ways. Mm, right. um, obviously, like the heroin injecting and this yeah, kind of stuff. Definitely, but um, definitely. actually, I'm curious now whether uh, what's his name? I wonder when Neil Cassidy died, because hmm. because um, I wonder if there's a reference there. Right. Uh, hmm. Neil Cassidy was uh, written about in. Uh, by uh, shit hmm. the beats Jack Kerouac's on the road I'm just curious when he died because because hmm. he died on the railroad tracks okay um huh <laughs> I can't find uh, shit I didn't know the final oh, countdown oh no it was way way before it was 68 you know the the song the final countdown well the album actually the final uh, I do, yeah. That was yeah. on the radio a lot when I was... Yeah, that was by Europe. Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Is that from 75? No, that was from 80, oh, 86. 86. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> 80, so it had to be, yeah. 75 is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, man. I didn't know a lot of albums were created like that. Like, The Pretenders, Get Close. Yeah. I hate. I think I hated that song, "The Final Countdown," but I couldn't get away from it. It was always <laughs> Me on the radio. It was always on the radio. It's like it's so. Like, it's just like it just show like because it was so overly played and it's so used in like one of the most obscure like situation in your life. Mm. It's just so weird. It's like oh oh shit. <laughs> There's is that oh shit moment going on. <laughs> Another one is the the Smiths. Uh, the Queen is dead. The album. Oh yeah, yeah. Eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the Smiths were pretty big when I was again. Yeah, because your mu- your music, your the music music from your year, but my like my friends would have been listening to somewhat. Yeah, yeah. When I was, well, you're eighties kid in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you like the songs that you know. But I don't like the music from the eighties. Yeah, 80s. yeah. yeah. I, I I get you, man. <laughs> I I get you. Uh, yeah. I grew up, you know, listening more to the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, same. I was always, you know, even though I was born in 86, but I I just loved that kind of music. My mm-hmm. friend was in more into like the 80s and shit. And and now the 80s are coming back, you know, the 80s sounds with the synths and all that shit and it's kind of nice to hear, but I mean there was some important stuff going on in in the music uh business, the music breakthrough and all those like uh, phenomenon going on in the 80s for sure Michael Jackson you know making mm. big Van Halen you know it's just like man right in your face full on hard rock yeah Guns N' Roses actually Guns N' Roses was formed when I was born uh, yeah yeah I think so hmm. <laughs> um, okay here's another one uh, this is the only like jazz album that I can uh, that I've come across so far that uh, I really like. Mm. I've been playing a lot l- lately. It's um, Native Dancer by Wayne Shorter. Ooh. 
Um, he, nice he did it with uh, Milton Nascimento, the Brazilian singer, musician. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love the album. It's sort of like jazz f- f- fusion. I don't know. People call it jazz rock. I don't know really if it's jazz rock. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, I love the album. It's, it's got a lot of that feel that uh, that Herbie oh. Hancock was putting into his albums from the seventies. The sort of like Shit. funky, funky electric yeah. bass. Yeah. Um, and then other like that comes in 75 and one of my favorite album like favorite sort of brazilian infused jazz albums from a couple of years earlier three years earlier was uh cannonballs the happy people so like the yeah, american jazz musicians back were going had been going for a few years to brazil and like mm. taking those influences and you know absorbing them wow. and uh well, what are you looking at there oh no i'm looking no i'm looking for the albums Oh, the, the one I'm talking about, Native Dancer. Yeah, and I'm so also looking at my albums that. Oh yeah. Uh, because we haven't talked about jazz album that right. we're releasing in in that in uh, each of our. Eighty six. There might be something good from oh, Michael Brecker. There might be a, there might be some stuff. I'm, I don't know. I'm surprised, you know, to to see all this like a lot of uh, album that I saw here is just like life changing. Let's mm. say like Song X by Pat Metheny. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's just crazy as fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, back back with Wayne Shorter. Uh, well, Wayne Shorter, you know, uh, I think he, one of the most like prolific songwriters in jazz. Yep. I think he's got he more is. songs in the in the real book than anybody else. Well, uh, um, I think I did a count once. It's I think he's, I think he it, that might actually be uh, a truth, but. In any case, he's just endlessly creative, oh, yeah, reinventing are. musician. I think the. Uh, ooh. And funnily enough, um, Wayne Shorter did a lot of music with one of the other artists that I have in my like albums from the year of my birth, Johnny Mitchell. Mm. Johnny Mitchell, who I love, and right. she, you know, she did a lot of music with uh, Wayne Shorter and other oh, jazz man, musicians. Oh man, that year for Mitchell is great. Well, the, the, the Hissing of Summer Lawrence is one of the, her best albums mm. and it's from 75. Yeah. I think there's one, one album, two albums before where, he, where she played with Chaco and Pat Medini and Chikoria. Is that from it? before 75, you think? I think I so. I'm not sure. I think so. It was a uh, blues, right? right. The album. Is it, I'd, I'd have to check as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. No, yeah, it's a, it's a great album. I think they were on like after that they were on like two albums, where she hired like jazz musicians to play. Yeah, definitely. Man, this is great. Like '86 is a good year. Like the Chick Korea electric band. Yeah, and uh, John Scofield, uh, warm, still warm. Yellow jackets, shades, man, this is a lot. Huh? Wow, Van Morrison. Oh, and Miles Davis, tutu. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, I was hoping there would would have been a great Miles Davis album from '75, but there's one, but I didn't know the album. I got, what? I got that. I, I got that. Do you know the album? I should. I don't. Why? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe I'm maybe I'm saying it wrong. Man, I didn't know it was well, two two was released in eighty six. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> that is that is one crazy album. <laughs> if I got that right, let me have a look. Uh, Agatha. Mm. 
Yeah. Not Amandla? No. I got I got that. No, I got it right the first time. I got okay. that. I don't what is this album? I've never listened to it. I don't think. Pretty sure I haven't. What? Which one? The, yeah, I think it's like a yeah funk crossover kind of thing. But I've never heard of this album. I got that from Miles Davis. I got that. Mm. I don't think I don't think it was. Uh, doesn't sound like it was one of his best. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I have to listen. Yeah. Well, you know, we might think there then was you know wasn't up to it but when you go back and listen to some of the songs now as your brain gets older and yeah exactly it's just changed the experience of how you listen to songs you know like like me going back and listen to the who and a lot, a lot oh, of man. albums that were penned by critics at the time i think are some of the greatest oh yeah definitely well critics are stupid <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm serious like fuck yeah, no I argument from me i mean because like and you know i learned this fast When I was young, when I was, I think it was like 14 years old, and I, I talked to my uncle. And we were always like, you know, me and my friend were talking about, like, oh man, this guy, you know, they say like this album is this, 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 this and that. And oh, this guy, this, you no, know, they'd recommend this, 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 and that. And my uncle just like pulled me aside and said, like, you know, critics are there, you know, we, we're talking about naming styles right it's like oh what styles oh is this is this, 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 this and that it's like our it's not our jobs to label what we are mm. it's the critics that's how they get paid it's their job right. and that's why moms hate critics they just like want to categorize everything yeah you know and he just want to experiment you just want to play music We here to play music, right? You know, it's still they're still doing it now. You know, like uh, someone who, who's known for being a jazz musician, for example, like uh, Esperanza Spalding, mm. releases an album that is yeah. not a jazz album, yeah, and they still put her in the jazz category. Right, they right. can't get over it yeah. in their heads, and yeah, uh, yeah, and th- and that happened. Like for example, yeah, I mean, Joni Mitchell as well. Mm. She, you know, this the hissing, <laughs> the hissing of summer lawns. If you do a search for. Uh, Jazz albums from 1975. That's going to come up. It's not a jazz album. There's nothing. There's, there might be a saxophone in it. That's not. It's not a jazz Man, album in the slightest. So, it's ridiculous. Isn't it so like stereotype? <laughs> fucking saxophone. Put put saxophone everywhere and it's jazz. Well, make Bruce Springsteen sound jazzier than. <laughs> oh God, so funny how how people just put everything together. Yeah. But that's that's the thing, man. I mean, it's not it's not important. I mean, I feel like we we're here to play music. We're not here to work music. Mm. We never. That's what my uncle taught. We're here to play music, and playing is fun. Right. That's why you use play. You know, it is work music. Uh, well, you know, I don't think you in. I think you're in the wrong place. You know, mm. you work hard. You practice hard, but you play music. You know, that's why I didn't like that film Whiplash, because uh, you know it made it like there was no fun. I love it. No fun in it. I love it. You love it, yeah. I I I just loved like the dark the artistic side of it. 
sadistic side, the darkistic. Yeah, dark. Yeah. Well, because the, the director, I've forgotten his name, but he has a series on uh, Netflix right now, the Eddie, about this like, jazz club in Paris run oh, by really? an American yeah. like, jazz musician. Oh, I didn't know that, man. I think it's, uh, I watched one episode. No, I think the reason I like Whiplash, because I feel like I understand the 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 subtle notes the the under notes of it you've been to america maybe it makes more sense to you well we don't have no i mean in america you can't do that uh-huh you can't do that like in whiplash but that's just like the the pure like like it should be made like how serious music is uh um. you know like how serious like because you know why i i feel i like that that album because I feel like people undervalue like the seriousness of music they mm. under they under like you know underappreciate the, uh, the, the work that it takes to right to, right. right I mean we play we play music mm. and you play along too I mean you you come and enjoy but there's a lot of work you can't half ass and go up on that stage you know that's but, but what about your uncles we play music but not work we don't work music yeah But I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't work when he plays. I got you. He's a professional. He I, I works. He works outside. He wor he he works on himself to be able to right, play. To be able right, to play. Right. Right. That's 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 you got it. You got to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to enjoy the moment. Yeah. But don't go up there and be half-assed. This is it, it, you. You can tell when people are working the audience. We've seen music. Yeah, I've seen musicians, yeah, and right. it leaves a bad taste in ah, right everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I hate it, man. I mean, what what now throws me off the most is like when I see people going up on stage, and they are half-assing. You know, they're not they're not giving the best. I can tell. Mm. I play long enough to tell and that that you know if it were other places i i would just walk away but if you come to northgate you know with me being there you you won't get away with it i will go right up in your face and be like whiplash <laughs> <laughs> man make no mistake mark my word i mean because i value my time i'm here to, i i lend you my ears You know, and you fuck it up, you know, abuse it, you know, like a fucking, <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> I could think of the worst thing to say, but it's just so fucked up. like, instead of like, uh, uh, Walter's fuck a stranger in the ass, don't fuck a friend in the ear, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Don't fuck a friend in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. <laughs> On point. <laughs> No, I would get angry. I would definitely get angry, man. You know, as we as we get older, you know that times are valuable. Mm. Mm. I will fuck that motherfucker up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you one more album. Okay, um, it's not that I like particularly love the whole album, but I like a couple of the songs from it. Again, um, yeah, "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Is it 75? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Dark Great Side album. of the Moon was 73, I mm, think. Right, This right, is right. 75. True. Uh, I still remember the cover. Yeah. What a great cover. Uh, you remember the cover? Well, it didn't look, hasn't stuck in my mind, especially. What? Dark Side of the Moon, I, it's like. Yeah, a, but I mean, I, man, Wish You Were Here is like wall, that burning I, I, man shaking hands. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, for some reason, the wall and Dark Side of the Moon stick in my mind. Well, okay, that's iconic. Yeah. But yeah, like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's just like. Just, yeah. I, mean, I, I just love how like artistic print for it, like uh, art is man it's, mm-hmm. it can't go underappreciated at all the, this this out like wish you hear man they, they get seriously creative well, experimental just, man, uh, it's improvisational just, it's you know it's just oh, so so well done like to be like to come after like dark side of the moon this is how album should be it just gets better and better okay you you reach to a point where like wow this is great yeah i and didn't i didn't listen too much until i was later but when i was um yeah when i was 16 man, look at the songs man i mean shine on you crazy diamond yeah welcome to the machine i love that out i mean i love that song mm. it's just like so experiment have a cigar <laughs> oh shit so you're gonna go far you know I got one of you yeah <laughs> yeah it's only five songs but man it's like that well the first, last song's 15 minutes or something well it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's like a, it's like an outro yeah for the first song yeah you know yeah it's a such a conceptual album yeah I had a friend uh, Stephen Marshall when I was, you know, in school, and he was like a, a brilliant mathematician. He went on to study. I think he might be a teacher of maths at Oxford or somewhere. I'm not sure, but anyway, he had like a. A, a low psychologist say it's bullshit. He had something like a photographic memory, but he so he could read passages from like Lord of the Rings and stuff and wow. just read them all back to you, you know, without the. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, without the book in front of him, but he had this phase where he went through Pink Floyd albums and mm. he would spend a month and he, he just, like he would tell me, I ju- I'm just listening to this dozens of times a day and I'm not going to quit listening to this until I feel like I've he absorbed, was absorbed the whole oh, thing, the yeah. essence of it. You know? Oh, wow. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's the great thing about albums is just like, well, songs, it's just, it changes through time. Mm. You know, the other night, one of my friends came to me, and, and he comes to every, um, almost every gig now, and he just said, like, even though we play the same set list, he, he said, it's so different. It's different every fucking time. And I, it's true, it is. I mean, we never play the same solo twice. Yep. I mean... I don't know what the same solo is. <laughs> you're, you're talking about on our... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You, uh, yeah, I, I I like the way you were soloing last week for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, totally. And yeah, it's just totally unique. Just getting, you know, getting. I just try to get better every day, man. It's just just for my own sanity. <laughs> but I remember, like, when Dave Matthew, uh, you know, said about like they they don't really know what genre they're playing, you know. They don't care for it. I mean, they just like want to go there and have fun and uh, improvise. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have a, a huge following. It's like, I think it's like jam band, right? Feel like the Grateful Dead. And yeah, the Grateful Dead and is lacking that. And like when Dave Matthews' uh, band came into the scene, it's just like bringing, bringing that that improvisational like man 15 minutes you know songs of like 
relentless uh, soloing. And it's just fun. It's just good groove and just keep going, you know, and people just enjoy it. And it's not the same, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, want, I want that. I want that in a way, like, we can just go and, you know, be at our best, just play it the best that we can with the, one of the best musicians that I can gather, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the more, like, well, the, the more you go down that path of, uh, you know, musicianship, the less it matters I think what the genre is, and mm, the, true because For because me, anyway. you know, yeah, great musicians will be able to play together in all sorts of different contexts. Yeah. yeah. For me, yeah. I mean, I can play any style that I I want if I want. You know, I I'm not afraid. If there's some styles that okay needs a uh, a little more, you know, attention, I will give it attention. You know, like more like af- African beats and or maybe uh, like Cubans. Uh, music, you know, it's just Cubans has so many uh, movement, you know, like uh, let's let's say like uh, rumba, mm. or rumba, where you say someone, uh, you know, oh, what is that? Son, oh, oh shit, they have son, yeah, son mon, son montuna, yeah, yes, mm. yeah, something like that. That's just that's just part of it. I mean, there's yeah, so yeah. many son, <laughs> yeah, yeah so much fun but you can't like see you're gonna play that shit you can't half ass you can't it's it's just you're gonna get somebody from Cuba and just like oh you you guys are trying to fuck me up mm-hmm. you know it's like me going to uh, America and hear this like you know a fucking band named after an airplane in Thai trying to say like oh this is like uh, uh, fucking Thai <laughs> uh, Thai funk uh, yeah, funk, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. fuck you uh-huh. fuck man if I ever meet them I'll, I'll just like <laughs> fuck you this is how we play you know well, fuck you trying to rip off like man fuck you man <laughs> the only thing uh, the only th- like um, yeah I've been interested by that Thai airplane band supposedly <laughs> but the, no, the, the only thing I can hope for from this is that um, that will allow genuine Thai bands to be able to like get across in, in the internationally maybe, maybe maybe they will actually help maybe they will actually open a door for Thai, Thai I hope bands so. well, I'm, I'm waiting it doesn't seem like they give a fuck no but just by the name itself you know like maybe and the idea that you can take even if it's fake uh, <laughs> hey come and like come and listen to some some of the real thing or something I don't know you know what man, I mean I know I know these motherfuckers man they I mean they, they don't give a fuck they just Fair they just you know they just pick they just come around and rape people and just like you uh-huh. know take take what <laughs> they can get and just get back the loots so take do the you loots. think do you think uh, if they come to Thailand, no one's going to go to the oh, concert? Oh, they came. Oh, they came. They came. People go. But I, I see, I see, in you know something more, you know, deeper than that. Mm. I see more like you know, like Black Lives Matter kind of kind of persona to it. I feel like bands like you know Paradise uh, Malam should get more recognition than those motherfuckers. Yeah. Because they're doing something that is original, def- more original than that fucking band def- for def- sure. Definitely, yeah. Well, it's gonna go fucking fucking rant for like maybe a half an hour, motherfuckers. We don't have time. Yeah, I've- I know. Well, let's just end it with mm. that fucking band can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
you know and you guys love me you know saying the curse word and shit like that and i'm just gonna you know <laughs> leave you with a uh, a good you know good wishes <laughs> i'm gonna just like leave it i'm just gonna throw one more album in there just because okay. i have it on my list <laughs> we don't have to talk about it but i just want to throw in uh young americans by david bowie oh all right Well, you know, with all these albums, please go check it out. You know, yeah. if, if or if you think like you know, 1975 and 1986, there's some album that you would like to suggest us so that other people can have the chance to to see and hear it. it Why? Well, nice. I, I think it would be more interesting for people if they haven't already done it to go and check out what albums were released in their year of birth. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hey, and share with us which album is is great for you. You know. Yeah. We are friends and. We want to hear what you, you know, like to hear. And uh, until next time, guys. And thank you so much for supporting us. And we'll keep you out there updated. All right. See you. All right. See you.